I'm Sonia Carino, uh, the president of the Interactive Advertising Bureau of Canada and uh, have been in the digital advertising industry since, well, since the IAB has been around. So, um, so almost 25 years now. And I'm really excited to be talking to you this morning about, uh, about all the things that are happening in today's media environment. Well, Sonia, thank you so much for joining me this morning. Good to be here. And before we get started, a congratulations. You were recently um, inducted or nominated into uh, the Canadian Marketing, Advertising, PR and Communications Hall of Fame. Congratulations. Well, thank you very much. Thank you. It was a it was a great honor. And uh, and I was very humbled to be amongst a, a, a very impressive list of uh, of peers and uh, and other industry members. So uh, that was a big deal for, for, certainly for me, it was a highlight of my career. <laughs> awesome. So third-party cookies, let's, let's talk about third-party cookies. Let's talk about privacy. Um, you know, this has been part of our environment, our uh, ecosystem for many years now. 2022 is, is looking to be a cookie-less uh, landscape. Uh, how did we get here and why did we get here? Yeah, it's a, it's a good question. It is, uh, I don't know whether you recall the year of mobile. Um, the year of mobile uh, ended up being the decade of the year of mobile. So, uh, you know, often our, our, our colleagues will joke and say, well, what year of the year of mobile? And similarly, I think we've been talking about a cookie-less environment for uh, many years now. And that's largely because of the fact that uh, consumers have really expressed a, a lot of uh, distaste in, in really being you know, retargeted, followed around the web. There's been a lot of bad publicity around uh, privacy issues. You know, you've seen the movies on Netflix uh, and there's a lot of conflation also in, in areas of um, you know, privacy as it pertains to advertising and then privacy as it pertains to more nefarious things like elections and uh, and fraud and and those types of areas that are a little bit, you know, a little bit darker uh, in context. And so, um, so I think that it's been a long time coming, um, and you know, the industry has been doing its best to uh, to address some of these issues. But really, it's largely been band aids, um, you know. So uh, trying to improve the ad experience, trying to make sure that the ads aren't as intrusive, trying to make sure that there's appropriate frequency capping so that people aren't followed around the web, um, you know, and then bombarded over and over again with the same message, those types of things. Um, I think we still have a long way to go, despite the fact that cookies are still, um, you know, being deprecated by 2022. I think there's still a huge gap in education and, uh, and really the understanding that a consumer has of the, the, you know, what you get as a result of being exposed to advertising and that sort of unspoken model of here's a lot of free content in exchange for um, the ability to show some ads that are relevant to you. So I think that there's still work to be done there. I, I, I wish that we had had, um, you know, a better response to that, mm -hmm. but uh, here we are. Yeah. What does this mean for, for advertisers? in terms of you know, tracking and targeting 
uh, across the web. Uh, you know, programmatic has, has been growing. Uh, and, and I'm curious what this means for programmatic, what it means for advertising in general. Yeah, I think it's a big sea change. It's one of the biggest changes uh, to the industry and, and you know, it's a big shakeup. That's why the IAB internationally um, called the, the, the efforts around this re-arc, right? Re-architecting the web, re-architecting the way that we think about um, addressable audiences. And I think that marketers, um, you know, what changes for them is in the short term, yeah, there's a little bit of confusion around how to uh, how, how to be able to sort of think about, you know, the three different ways. I think, you know, let's take a step back and understand that, you know, in 2022, when the cookies are finally sunsetted, it's not going to be one, one answer. It's not going to be one way to do business online. And so I think that for marketers, it means that they need to be prepared to look at three different basic options of, uh, of reaching addressable audiences on the web. One is gonna be through um, universal IDs or unified IDs, and that is uh, consented authenticated audiences. The other way is through uh, contextual signal signaling, which means that you know having a really good understanding of your own audiences and your own data, and then being able to parlay that into an ecosystem that sort of reflects contextual advertising and maps back to your understanding of your audience, um, and uh, in a in a you know highly algorithmic and and AI sort of based fashion, um, which is very exciting. And then the third way is the one that's making a lot of noise, um, you know, over the past couple of weeks, and that is the the cohort. Uh, approach, which is, uh, you know, the, the uh, privacy sandbox by Google, um, you know, putting a stand uh, against, you know, tracking people across uh, various destinations and, uh, and rather than targeting individuals, targeting uh, against groups of individuals that are put into, you know, similarly like contextual boxes. These are, these are audiences that have common uh, attributes that advertisers will be able to reach. So I think that, you know, understanding first and foremost that there's not going to be one silver bullet answer to when the cookies are gone, right? So there's not one thing that you should be focusing on, but rather prepare for the fact that your data is now going to have to be groomed and prepared to interoperate with various ways of reaching audiences um, certainly in the short term, we'll see what happens in the midterm and long term. It almost sounds like there's a huge opportunity for, for marketers. Yes, huge. There's a huge opportunity for marketers and there's also a huge opportunity for them to work with their agencies to be able to, to map out strategic um, customer data platform you know, setups and to be able to sort of, you know, use the agency expertise or, or their partner expertise on how to lay this stuff out. So if you look at scenario one, what does that mean? And how do we need to think about our first party audience data and, and you know, all of the different um, data stores that we have, how do they connect? How do we map them? How do we prepare them for scenario one? 
how do we map them for scenario two using all the resources that we have available to us, as well as keeping track of what is the industry doing in terms of standards, creating standards around this stuff. Um, as an example, IAB Tech Lab is putting out um, or continuing to develop the, the audience taxonomy um, and uh, and a program called datalabel.org, which is all about you know creating transparency in the marketplace as well as standardization, so that when you're looking at contextual mapping or you're looking at um, you know audience cohorts, you're using the same language, so that when you're talking to the marketplace and you're saying I want to have a car and tender audience, then at the same time you're looking at your audience data and ensuring that you're using the same taxonomy that the industry will be using at large. So I think that there's a lot of work to be done right now on bringing the pieces together, having a clear understanding of you know, where the puck is going to make a Canadian reference. It could be, I guess that's where we are, but um, you know, watch where the puck is going Right and 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 skate in that direction as opposed to just trying to stay very insular. Um, you know, you need to look at where things are headed, and then and then plan and strategize against that. So I think that there is, yeah, enormous opportunity, and uh, and you know, I like you know what I what I personally particularly like about this era right now or the where we are is the fact that there's so much collaboration and, and partnerships are, are starting to blossom again because we need each other and we need to have really good discussions and intelligent discussions and it's the more the merrier. Yeah. So it's good. Interesting. It's good. You mentioned, Sonia, a, a number of initiatives that the IAB is undertaking. You talked about the Tech Lab, you talked about REARC. I'm wondering if you can take a moment uh, to really drill drill down into maybe one of the projects or one of the initiatives that the IAB is undertaking, maybe something that you're involved in um, to really address uh, these issues around privacy and, and data uh, and cookies. And yeah, I'm wondering if you could take some time with that. Sure, I can. I can actually cover three sure. in in the time that we have, and and, I, and because they're all so interconnected. So REARC very quickly uh, broke into three different working groups. One was addressable audiences, two was accountability, and three was the creation of a global privacy framework. And so, uh, looking at the first one, addressable audience was all about okay, how are we going to do this? And getting all of the you know the smartest people, the smartest engineers around the world together in um, you know weekly uh, and sometimes more than once a week, uh, really like a cerebral discussion around what does this look like? What are some alternatives? What can we do technically? If not the cookie, then what? And uh, and so out of that group came uh, a couple of different things, and and you know I, I alluded to them earlier. The idea of okay, there's gonna, there's the option of authenticated audiences, which means that you know who the target is, and you're able to continue to track them in a very highly consented way, and ensuring that there's pseudonymized information there, like so there's no the the audiences are de-identified. Um, number two is the idea of, you know, there's going to be contextual signaling that we can do. Um, and that means that the publishers are going to work with greater networks to be able to, to map their data and create um, contextual relevance for, for audiences. And then number three is going to be uh, looking at the, the um, uh, cohorts. And so, so the addressable working group uh, put out a framework uh, in, in March uh, mid-March 
uh, that would be out for public commentary, um, and we expect uh, that that is going to be finalized in in you know the coming uh, the coming weeks, um, and and that's basically just frameworks for technically how will this work? What are the things that we need to standardize? What needs to happen now? Next steps, and how does this play into the the privacy frame frame uh, privacy sandbox? With Google. Number two is the accountability one. And this was a working group that is all about building frameworks on um, how do we ensure compliance? How do we ensure that there's no data leakage? If we're going to go with authenticated audiences, then where does that information sit? Um, and how do you, as a marketer, prove that you have consented audiences all the way across your transactions? Um, so it's highly, uh, highly relevant right now because of the fact that there's such a patchwork of different regulations around the world. So you need to have some sort of standardization around um, what does compliance look like? What does accountability look like? What kind of records do we need? How much is too much? Uh, you know, what kind of data uh, storage are we going to need for this kind of stuff in the, in the next iteration of the internet? Because cookies, um, you know, didn't require as much centralized sort of uh, data storage, that type of thing. So um, so uh, again, framework released mid-March uh, and we expect that, that that will also be a very useful tool for the privacy sandbox um, and, uh, and for engineers as we, as we crack into 2022. And then finally, and most importantly, and, and one where we've been very, very active is the global privacy framework. And the global privacy framework is all about really addressing the variant uh, legislative approaches to privacy across the globe. And so the GDPR, you know, Canada is interesting in that we sit uh, really in the middle between the GDPR in Europe and, uh, and the US. In fact, I would, I would sort of, you know, describe us as being closer to Iceland than closer to to the US when it comes to our privacy, the way that our government looks at privacy. And so that puts us in a really interesting position where we need to really look more towards the European standards as opposed to the US standards for our own compliance, but still being able to sort of, you know, play within the North American marketplace. So, so we're kind of in a, a, an interesting position there. So when the GDPR hit in, 20, uh, in 2018, IAB Canada was very involved with the European IABs as they were developing the GDPR uh, transparency and consent framework, which is now widely adopted in Europe for programmatic advertising, right? And so to, to get consented uh, uh, bid requests. And so, uh, so what we have done over the past couple of years is we've worked with IAB Europe to bring the TCF into Canada. And, and as we start working on REARC and the cookie-less world, the tech lab, um, you know, as we're all developing this together, the tech lab is like, okay, well, maybe it makes sense for us to build a global framework then because we also know that Brazil's coming out with a new law and there's like 50 billion new laws coming out state by state in the US. Mm -hmm. So why don't we build one global framework where the TCF can sort of sit and be scalable across all markets and we can, we can sort of use the same framework across markets. 
So we're very excited about that one. Um, also released mid-March, um, our TCF Canada policies were out for public commentary in March um, and have come back. A uh, lot of really great industry discussion. Um, and so we expect that TCF Canada or the, the, the Canadian version of the global privacy framework to be the first in the world uh, to be tested. So yeah, it's very exciting for us. And, uh, and it really helps us to, to modernize our compliance in Canada with, with, with not only PIPIDA as it stands now, but with CPPA, which is uh, anticipated either this year or even, you know, uh, some sort of a, a, a version of like the GDPR like CPPA in, you know, if there's an, if there's an election, um, then with a the new government as well, if, or the same government, but, but we, we anticipate those amendments to come. Well, a lot of changes, not just in Canada, but uh, uh, around the world. Uh, Sonia, we've, we have listeners uh, here in Canada, uh, in Europe as well, and, and really around the world. Um, where would you recommend uh, they go uh, to keep up to date, really, on, on what's happening? Well, I think that, you know, keep up to date. Okay, here's a here's a couple of things. And, you know, we just had our town hall yesterday. Number one is uh, try to stay away from um, from just the headlines. Right. So so try not to as hard as it might be. Um, don't look at all that the the juicy headlines that are coming out on LinkedIn and try also to stay away from the political undertones of what is being said and try to focus more on the meat and the actual technical content of what you're hearing about. So um, continue to look at industry uh, publications, continue to look at um, you know, uh, intelligent, more in-depth studies, really look at what the regulators are putting out. So if there's reports or if there's, um, you know, if there's uh, some sort of uh, privacy uh, standards that are being tweaked, really important to stay on, on top of that. Um, work with your trade bodies, um, you know, so if you are an advertiser, if you're working with a, with a, an advertiser association or an agency association or the IEB, of course, um, you know, uh, lean in. Now is the time, you know, it's 25, this, this industry is 25 years old, 25 years in now, like a quarter of a century, and we are about to change everything. So you have an opportunity. If you came in like 10 years ago and you had a status quo sort of to work within, now is your chance to actually be part of the reinvention of this. I can't stress that enough. So don't be on the sidelines, be part of the conversations, join the working groups, be active. And that's the best way that you're gonna learn and also be prepared for, uh, for what matters most. That's my advice. Wonderful. Sonia, thank you so much for this discussion. I really appreciate it. Uh, and, and I'm sure this is not uh, the last time uh, that we'll uh, discuss this topic for sure. Well, I look forward to, uh, to discussing all of the new innovations that are coming out of this. So um, thank you very much for having me. And thank you again. Power your advertising. Working with Active International enables you to fund your advertising using your company's own products, assets, or even services. We have over 30 years experience connecting and bringing value to businesses all over the globe, helping many brands scale up into household names. Want to achieve more from your marketing spend? Contact Active International today.